doing here? Hey, Aaron, we're just recording a podcast. How's it going? Uh, well, pretty poorly so far. How is it poorly so far? If we cut it off now and post it, people will probably be feeling pretty cheated. Oh, oh that's true. We should do that at least once, though, now as a joke, so people can, like in the 500th episode, they can go, oh, I remember that joke. They said they were going to do this at some point. <laughs> a two-minute podcast where they do the greetings and then it just ends. <laughs> that's it. I don't know how, how funny that would actually be. Maybe that would be preferable. I don't know. Yeah, actually. Because like, people will probably only listen to this podcast because a little you know, new podcast notification was bothering them, so they have to get it out of the way. They're, yeah. Listen to us out of a sense of obligation rather than potential enjoyment. Yeah. So how's, how's your week been? Uh, you know, ate like shit all weekend because Super Bowl Sunday happened and oh yeah there was food oh ate so much i know how that is um can i confess something rob oh i know you didn't watch it (laughs) (laughs) how how did you know this i've watched it like the last three or four years oh i'm very surprised by that i'm surprised that you've ever actually sat down to watch a super bowl oh wow yeah um i i didn't watch it (laughs) i did work instead uh Chelsea and I uh, had a great, great day, though. The roads were clear. Uh, <laughs> One of my we friends were... bundled their housewarming party with a Super Bowl party, so, you know, it was just a good time. Nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I have to admit, I didn't watch it. I, I do have to admit, I, I saw some news around the cool little trick play that was like the, I don't know, fifth to last play or something like that. The last Philadelphia possession, right? Oh, where they passed to Nick Foles for the touchdown? Yeah, yeah. Which was a completely the exact same play that the Patriots had run earlier, but Tom Brady fucked up. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Tom Brady, <laughs> they, they ran the same exact play, and, and, and Tom Brady uh, fucked it up. He didn't catch the pass. Oh, wow. So, then, so, yeah, go ahead. And then Butterfingers posted an ad saying, thanks, Tom Brady, for advertising <laughs> for us. It was a picture of him not catching the pass. Oh, that's... <laughs> That's that. That cuts deep. That hurts. <laughs> so, do you think Philadelphia ran that play because they legitimately thought it would work? Because they were winning, they were ahead, right? I mean, the no, they weren't at that have... point. That was the first time all game they'd been losing. Oh, really? I yeah. thought what was the end score like? Forty-one thirty-three, right? It was eight different, so it was thirty-three plus eight. Yeah, forty-one thirty-three. Yep. And they were down before that play? How did they get oh, more points? you know what? They were down the... Yeah, so they were down by one. And then they did a strip sack on Brady and kicked a field goal. Got it. Okay. But they, they were ahead when they made... Because I think they kicked a field I mean, goal. Yeah, they, were, right? they, they may have been ahead by a very small amount. Yeah, yeah. They would have been ahead probably by one. Yeah. So... so on the one hand, they didn't need a score, but on the other hand, the possession was about to go to the well, Patriots. Well, yeah, it, you don't want to give Tom Brady the chance to win the game easily. Exactly. Like. That's a, that, yeah, I agree. So that that leads me to believe that the play was important. Like scoring was was important, and so I'm wondering, did they run the play because they thought it would work, or because, lol, look, we can do it. Oh. Like, obviously, you've practiced that. They don't break out a new play in the Super Bowl. Um, 
I'm I'm sure that they were looking through their playbook full of all of the interesting, weird looks they could give the Patriots in that moment to try to score, and they probably thought it'd be funny, <laughs> maybe make edging them towards a play that they'd probably practiced a bunch and were completely ready to run. Yeah. So, like, there may have been another equally good play they had practiced an equal amount that didn't get chosen because Tom Brady had fucked it up earlier in the game. Interesting. Okay. But I don't think that was a major factor in the decision to run to run the play. Yeah, okay. Well, so I have to admit, um, Seattle has also been in or around the Super Bowl for like two or three years. Not last year, right? But the two years prior, right? Something like that? I don't, I don't I remember. Three years ago, and then, yeah, it's 2013 and 2014, I think. Yeah, whatever. So I watched those ones. Um, I don't know, and you know, I... I enjoy it, but I had shit I needed to do, so I did that shit instead. <laughs> this is honestly, if it wasn't for the housewarming party, this is the least interesting matchup of Super Bowl teams that there's been in a while. Why? Philadelphia has never won. Isn't it some kind of like crazy underdog story where they were like always trash, but now they're good? Yeah, but Philadelphia sports fans are the worst sports fans in the United States. Oh, why is that? Is it because they're from Philadelphia? It's because they're very European about sports. Where it's just like, it's oh. okay to be violent. It's okay to be obnoxious and stupid. Oh, you know, that's European? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. Violence at soccer games in Europe is a thing. Oh, yeah. And I did know that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> violence at Philadelphia games is also a thing. So Yeah, okay. We Americans, this is the one time where we're more gentlemanly than the British people are. Is <laughs> about sports. Like you're not sports. Gonna, you're not going to see, like... Security guards having to separate teams after many games in the United States outside of Philadelphia. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, they just have a history of being shitty sports fans. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I usually would go for the team that hasn't ever won, but in this case, Philadelphia fans have not earned my love. Although I, I do think I'd I prefer Philadelphia to win over the Patriots, but I really just wanted both teams to find a way to lose. Oh really? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how that would happen, but if it could have happened, say, that would have been the best possible outcome. Is there a slim chance by which this would this could have happened, where both of them lost? Not that I know Just, of, but I could barring, still hope. B- barring a catastrophe. It was a new stadium; it could have collapsed. Oh, okay. Then everybody loses. Then every, that's true. <laughs> every literally everybody. <laughs> Um, I have another question, Rob. This morning you asked me a question, and I'm wondering why. It's not very interesting, but I asked you how oh, to damn. calculate I... like the percent chance of something happening if you have like such a percent chance of it happening, and you've got multiple different of that chance of it happening. What is the overall chance of the thing happening? So if you have a 2% yeah. chance to win the lottery... And you buy 10 tickets. What are the chances you win the lottery? Was mm. the question I essentially asked. Right? Ooh. No, that's not the question you asked. That's actually a different answer. If there's a 2% chance of winning the lottery. And you buy 10 tickets that all have independent 2% chances of winning. How is that different than the question I asked? It, uh, because <laughs> that's... Oh, um, that's technically not. Okay, so here's why. Because the question I answered was, you, there's a 2% chance of winning 10 weeks in a row. And you 
do it each of the 10 weeks. You buy a ticket each time. And so what's the chance that but you the win? the aggregate chance over those 10 weeks is the same as doing it all at once, right? No, because there's only one draw the one time. The, the, the second time, like in the case where I answered, where you, do, you, you buy the lotto ticket 10 times, it's 10 instances of a 2% draw. Whereas when if if there's a two percent chance and you buy ten tickets, let's say, for just one draw, that's a different calculation. Well, then the one that you I asked you was the one I wanted. Okay, okay, yeah. Which is that? Yeah, the which one you asked me? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know if I had multiple instances at the same chance. Yeah, so that's different. That's slightly different. Okay. The situation is this is God, no one cares yeah. about this. I know. I'm the reason why I'm saying it's different. I, I want to say why it's different though. When if you what I thought you had asked is you're going to do 10 separate draws at 2%, what is the chance that you win one of them? Yeah, that's what I was asking. That's what I wanted to know. But that's separate draws. If you submit 10 tickets to one draw, that's different. Does that make sense? So because when yeah, you ahead. do a Pokemon raid, based <laughs> on how the raid goes, you are assigned X number of chances to catch the Pokemon after you beat it in the raid. Got it. Okay. And so I had there's a two percent chance that any one of those chances will be a catch. And I have ah. ten chances. Okay, that is the question I answered. Yes, I know. That's what I've been saying. Okay, 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 okay. But just so you know, the calculation is different for 10 separate draws at 2% chance each versus 10 submissions to a, to a one-time 2% draw, which is crazy, I know. And I actually, I'm blanking on one or the other, but... Anyway, I was just curious why you asked. So, to see, that's what I really wanted to talk about, Pokemon Go. Because <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it had something to do with Pokemon Go. It did. I was. Just, so, how does uh, this work? So, oh, God. Did it, oh, okay, no. you do this raid. We're, we're going to find out if anyone cares about this in, in, my, in my text this week about Hop on raid. Facebook and tell us how much you care. <laughs> in Pokemon Go, when you do a raid, you have to fight the Pokemon with other people. You can't beat it yeah. by yourself, generally. Okay. And then, based on a couple factors, determines how many of the special raid balls you have. And okay. once you run out of raid ball, like, after you beat it, you can try to throw the raid balls to catch it. Okay. And the number of raid balls you get is determined by four factors. Like, how, you, how good, how fast, or whatever? Well, no, it's based on, uh, like, how much damage you individually did during the raid. Okay. So, like, if you're a top damager, you get three bonus balls. If you're, like, a middle, you get two. If you're a bottom, you get one. Yeah, okay. Raids happen at gyms. And the gyms okay. are controlled by a particular team. So if your team controls the gym, you get some bonus balls. I see. Uh, and this is factors like that to determine you get between 6 and 14. Got it, okay. Um. Anyway... So most of the legendary Pokemons have a base 2% catch rate, and then there's, like, things you can do to increase the catch rate. And I was just going to, like, after I got the math from you, I ran through some simulations to see kind of what I, what I should be worrying about. Like, what, like, 
do I need to do all of the special stuff to have a legitimately good chance of catching? And the answer is yes, yes, you, you really should do all the extra stuff because you can get it from a 6%, I mean from a 2% if you do nothing, yeah, all the way to a 7% per throw. And it turns out if you have a 7% versus a 2%, your chance of overall catching goes from like 18 to like 80. Got it. Okay, cool. Anyway, there's your Pokemon Go news for the for the week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, I was just kind of curious what the what the situation was. And if any of our viewers care, um the 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 way to do it is to f- it's actually easier to flip it backwards and calculate how many times or what's the what's the percent chance you never so you have 10 separate 2% draws. What is the chance none of those are a win? Is is the better calculation to do first. And that is just uh, 98% times 98% times 90% because that's all an and. So you either you you lose and you lose and you lose and you lose. So that's 98% to the 10th power. And then you subtract that from 1. So you get 1 minus 90, 0.98 to the 10th power comes out to about, uh, what was it, 82%, which means that you have an 82% chance of not winning at all in those 10 draws, which means you have an 18% chance of winning at least once. You could you could have won two of the draws, let's say. That's a different calculation uh, that you'd have to do. But like not winning at least once was an 18% chance. So winning at least once was an 18% chance. Which is a cool question. Um, those are those are. I always love statistics. There are some. Stati- I never actually took a statistics class, so I am actually very. That's one of my weaker math subjects. I took all of the more calculusy stuff. Um, so there's other things like what if you have ten things and you pick three or something, and there's a weird you know factorial expression to come up with that. I don't know any of those. Anytime I need them, I just look them up. <laughs> I took statistics and I don't remember any of it, but that's pretty much true with all of the college courses. <laughs> anyway, cool, cool question. Aaron, I want to talk about politically correct culture in the United States right now. Okay. Um, it is it, it is such that there are a lot of different social movements happening at the same time okay um you know we got black lives matter yeah we have the the gay movement you know they got marriage but they ain't done there's they're still not equal in in, in many rights in the united states true Um, transgender people are uh, coming on the scene in a big way (laughs) and then everything between male and female yeah, uh, is is becoming a thing. Like that, Me too, and things like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and then you know the women's movement right now is blowing up huge. Yeah, uh, where it's it's suddenly becoming not okay to sexually uh, harass women in the workplace, which is just a crazy thing that that was okay uh, for the first for the first uh, thirteen thousand years of human history, and suddenly it's uh it's hit its boiling point. 13,000 yeah. years later. Um, I feel like we we are probably, unless I'm mistaken, uh, the two best equipped people um, to talk about all of these things. Well, I don't want to talk about all of those things. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> what I want to talk about are words. 
Okay. So it has been my entire life where the N-word is something you don't say. And so okay. every time someone says it or I hear it, I get this twinge inside of me that tells okay. me, oh, no, that's an uncomfortable word. Why did that person say it? <laughs> yes, okay, I agree. And, that's, and I think that's just built into my subconscious now. Yeah. And now we're being faced with the idea that there are a lot of other words that trigger similar people in similar ways that that triggers, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, be warned that I'm going to say a few of them here. Um, and if they okay. make you uncomfortable, but we need to talk about them. Okay. Retarded. Uh, it. So l- let me let me take one step back before we go through all of them and say, uh, I agree with you. I think a lot of these things are a huge function of the way you were brought up. And rem- we had an episode where I talked about the difference between a bad word like a like fuck and. A word that's entire history is built around the denigration of a people, right? Which is why I do not give the tiniest shits about saying fuck, and I don't ever, I don't think I have ever said the N-word. Actually, I can say that with a certainty. I really do not think I've actually said the word ever. And I think it's just because twofold. One, my parents, in my opinion, properly instilled in me the fact that it's worse, but I think also philosophically, I believe that it's worse because of the connotation that is applied. So going back to the first word you said, uh, which was retarded, I would say that unfortunately, I was not. See, hold on, not let's, let's, I, let's stop for a second. Everyone said that word when we were growing up. That was not even yes. like a word that you even had to think twice about yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. And now, like, it's pointed out all the time that there's a huge group of people that that is directly disparaging, right? Because retarded has a legitimate medical definition. To be retarded is a thing. Yes. And there's people that are retarded, and then by using their condition? I don't know what the yeah. right word is here. To, to describe other people who don't have it is offensive to them. So, so, yeah, I agree. And I think it is offensive. And I definitely used it when I was younger. I have to say I really have not recently. I've never, you know, we we had a lot of that's retarded, you know, when we were growing up, which is offensive um, and not appropriate. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I always say about this, and and you could make the same argument for the N-word, um idiot meant the same thing right still like does people mean would, the same. it still it do, does it's, sorry it still does mean the same thing but i mean it was more of a medical term than it is now right so today we would say mentally handicapped and one of the reasons is because the word retarded has been like uh pirated by mainstream society to mean stupid uh, in a in a um What's the what's the word in a colloquial sense rather than stupid or idiotic in a medical sense? And even idiot used to have more of the term of like this is a person who is less mentally uh, capable. Um, and so I think what what we're seeing is with both idiot and possibly retarded 
it may become more of a mainstream word and then just the newest scientific literature will say mentally handicapped or something like that. Um, or something that's just harder to ever roll off the tongue in a mainstream way. But I don't think that makes it any better that mainstream society uses retarded as a colloquialism for uh, dumb. Well, this is not really the whole issue that I wanted to get into is the individual. Oh, okay. Words. Oh, um, okay, okay. There is a, I guess I'm going to say former YouTuber because she doesn't really make very many YouTube videos anymore. Okay. Um, but she was a... I'm going to put the, this is air quotes, sex positive feminist YouTuber, where she made a lot of YouTube videos telling people it's okay to be into whatever sexuality you're into. It's okay for women to shave their legs. It's also okay for women to not shave their legs. Like, it's like, she was, that's like her whole message is this feminist movement and, and all of this stuff, um, like around, you know, it's okay to be gay. It's okay to be queer. It's okay to be anything you want to be it's okay to have a foot fetish it's okay to not you know it's yeah. okay to only do missionary your whole life that was kind of her message and one of the last things that she got in trouble for before she pretty much stopped making youtube videos is that she used the word male and female which wasn't inclusive so she got a See? lot of she got a lot of hate because she wasn't she used things like talking about men and women but she didn't talk about the spectrum in between she didn't include them in her descriptions. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, uh, there's words like, you know, the N-word, uh, any other racial slur. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of them, so I'm not going to go ahead and list them off. Uh, <laughs> the uh, F-word, referring to gay people. Yeah. Um, that, that, that have, you know, been pushed largely out of the dialect of well-mannered people um yeah but where have we taken this too far like when like at some point there was a fight whether or not you can say you know the n-word or not there was a fight whether or not you could say retarded or not there was a fight whether you can say you know the f-word or not um and now there's becoming a fight of whether or not you can even refer to people's gender so is that too far or are we just not like is if are we going to look back at this conversation a couple of years and be like I can't believe we ever use the word male and female. <laughs> well, we laugh uh, now, but I bet like yeah. te- twenty years ago we would have been like, "There's no way the, the retarded is going to become a bad word." Yeah, I I, uh, I see where you're coming from. Well, although YouTuber's so, name is Lacey Green, if anyone was wanting to look that up. Oh, okay. So, I. Here's one thing I'd say, especially uh, how because I don't like saying the f word to which you are referring. I don't, I don't like, say it, it. I make me uncomfortable now. Like I used to say that as a kid, and now I just like every time I hear it, I get the same reaction in my head as when I hear the n word. It's just like who would say that? It's not okay. Yeah, I, so I think that's. But see, so here, here's a, here's a question, like a slight detour. What do you think is worse? Saying the F word or uh, saying that's gay. The F word's obviously worse to me. It's obviously worse. Yeah, just based on your own behavior. And I, and I feel like that's the same for me. And and I'll say, and this is just unfortunate, and it's just it's a function of the way the way we grew up, and that's why 
you know, I'll take Paula Dean as an example. I don't think it's cool what she said, but I also have to say that I have still accidentally said, like, gay before as a, not derogatory towards gay people, but, like, you know, the that's gay type of uh, usage. And I catch myself, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. And uh, But it doesn't feel, to me, quite like the F word, because I grew up saying it, unfortunately, you know, Um, but I don't know that it's actually any better, and I don't know that the F word is any worse, you know what I'm saying? But I feel the same way about the F word. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with the N word, the connotation of the word, the history of the word matters, right? Like, gay wasn't used, or that's gay, wasn't used in the same level to display disparage gay people as the f word was used and so like I saying agree. that's gay yeah that's that's it's using a word to describe the it's to, literally describes people and you're using it in a different way that disparages whatever you're talking about so you're then saying that that group of people is disparageable so like, yeah that's hey, a... you shouldn't do it right yeah you know but it's using not like, like this that's bullshit like no one cares about bull's poop so you can continue to say that but Gay people probably don't want you to call everything you don't like gay. I agree. I, I, I'd actually be curious to hear from, maybe we'll, we'll make this poll from gay people and ask, like, which do you think is worse and why? I, I personally get the feeling that the F word is worse, but I don't know why I have that feeling other than just the fact that I feel like it was used in a more, like, actually mean way I, I think a lot of people who say that's gay while they shouldn't uh don't ever it, especially the way i grew up with it i never thought every time just like i don't think of actual bullshit every time i say that's bullshit right it, it's not like every time i say i would have said that's gay when i was younger i was thinking and gay people aren't worth anything right like that was never part of, it was just like a phrase that was said Whereas I feel like anytime I've heard the F word, it's very much disparaging. It's like meant to cause emotional distress or harm to individuals or to denigrate a certain class of person. So, yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of an aside because we're going back to this male and female thing. Uh, that's an interesting question because, first of all, it sounds like she probably got more shit for it because of... Her message, like she's very much in the space of being—I I don't even know what the term is—and I probably wouldn't get in as any trouble or as much trouble, maybe for for saying men, women, whatever, when discussing different groups of people, just because we don't—we aren't in this niche. Not that it's a niche, but we aren't in this. Like that's all we talk about, right? So. I, I don't I, I really don't know the answer to your question. It's possible one day Well my question is like are we are we letting politically correct culture take everything too far? Because like the idea behind politically correct culture is to be more inclusive, right? You're yeah. trying to you're trying to bring people into the conversation that were not left out. Um, and, and there's a certain amount that you, you should do that. And there's a certain amount that's too far. Where is that line? You know, cause you can't, you, at some point, everyone's offended by different stuff. And if you don't say anything that's not offensive to somebody, 
then you just should stop talking, right? There's no way to yeah. say anything and not offend somebody. Um, yeah. <laughs> and at what point are we going to give up language in order to not offend anyone? At what point are we going to stop talking to not offend anyone? And Dude, it, you should write a novel on this concept. That's fucking cool. I feel like Science not fiction. saying male or female, we've gone too far. Um, we need to acknowledge that there's fluidity in gender, that not everyone feels solidly male or solidly female. There's, there's some spectrum there in the middle. But I don't feel like that's a big enough group that we should just not talk about at all. Like, she was trying, in her video, she was trying to describe anatomical stuff. Like, how penises yeah. and vaginas work. Yeah. And she was using male and female in that discussion, and people thought that was offensive. And I'm just like, yeah, that's so too far. That's too far. I, like, I agree. I agree. That's too far. So, here's what I'd say. I actually am a huge fan of sci-fi. There's a really cool uh, series called the Varkosigan Saga. Um... And it's fantastic. I had a coworker recommend it to me. Literally, it's it's amazing. Um, and there's actually a planet of people in the universe that are hyper liberal. They're like the first colony after Earth, and they basically ha- they can genetically engineer people to be male, female, transgender, hermaphrodites, like. And then their culture is very much anyone with anyone else. Like they wear different earrings or something to to designate what they are and what they want, you know, and things like that. Um, And one of the cool concepts about that is I think that – here's what I'd say. If people were actually respectful – or like so open-minded that everything was a fairly respectful conversation, then these types of PC things wouldn't wouldn't crop up. And I think that the 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 number of people who can't stand male female has got to be so small that it's a very whereas like I think the N word is definitely a large portion of people in the United States, and I think a large portion of people in the United States probably think the F word is not. Um, the the greatest, but but then there's some people you know same thing the fuck for example, I both don't care about using it and am not hostile but openly disregard other people's dislike of that word. <laughs> like I really just have no respect for other people's dislike of that word, and I just don't care. But and so maybe that's par- partially me, you know. <laughs> being uh not respectful which is which is possible but i think like one of the cool things about this book is that society is so open that there really is no words that offend people because there there's no like historical as far as their living memory like denigration that went along with that word right if male and female today didn't mean some of the things that it means in inequality then even the small sliver of people probably wouldn't be offended by talking about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean... So to those people, like, obviously not to me. Obviously, I'm also, like, a straight white male, so I have very little to to have a historical denigration to complain about. But, like, probably that small sliver of people have felt some type of inequality based on 
male versus female, right? And so while I think those words are not great words to get upset about because it, like how else, I mean, we, we should be able to discuss African-American, male, female, Asian-American, like whatever it is, there should at least be words to define the facts of the world around us without uh, that, that do not have a denigrating history. Um, and, and we should be able to use those. And I think male and female are so, uh, sterile of a word. They're, they're very, or medical. I don't know what word you want to use, but they're so plain that I, I don't feel like that will ever happen. But I would, if I had to guess that small sliver of people has felt the pain of inequality along male and female lines. Well, if it makes you feel any better, she ended up uh, fixing it by switching to the terms. Rather than male and female, she says penis owner and vagina owner. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't... So that's the other thing. If someone chooses to be more careful with their words, I don't get upset about that. Like, that's one thing that I think is kind of funny about the right a lot of times is they are all of a sudden upset when people choose to stop... You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can't believe that they've been driven to do that. Like, I don't know. She chose to... Her audience doesn't like male and female, and she chose to stop using them. Like, wh- why do you care? Like, that's that's her prerogative and her audience's prerogative. Like, I'll keep using them. And if society does get to a point where we're not allowed to use them, I'll probably change my ways. Uh, people will adapt to it and... Sorry, that's the way society went. And I I have a hard time imagining a world where I'm using the words penis owner and vagina owner to refer to men and women. Like, that just does not flow in conversation. I agree, but I'm also not going to fault this YouTuber for her making the choice for her audience. I'm a straight white penis owner. (laughs) Put that on a business card. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so, I, I mean, I agree that's too far, in my opinion. But again, I have never suffered denigration based on my maleness, as far as I can tell. And, you know, I don't fault anyone for choosing the words they choose to use based on their audience. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, Aaron. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> What do you think? How did you feel about, like, let's take Paula Dean for example? Um, I feel like it's just another old person that, like, human brain is not programmed to adapt as quickly as society is changing right now. Like, yeah. society is going through rapid change. It took hundreds of years to eliminate slavery, and it took, yeah. like, 40 years for gay people to go from, you know, the margins of society to legalizing gay marriage in the Supreme Court. Like, yeah. we are moving so fast. The world that Paula Deen was born into, I'm sure that the N-word was just used regularly at the dinner table. The fact that yeah. she has been able to keep that race under control, I'm not at all surprised that someone her age from where she's from is racist. Like, yeah, the human brain just doesn't adapt like that. It, it take, Like, these types of changes... And human history have taken centuries, and now we're doing it so fast. And then we're not doing it fast enough, even now. I agree, I mean, that's true. It's it's crazy what's going on right now uh, in social politics. Yeah. 
So I, I kind of got, the, I think at first I was like, oh, that's despicable. And, and then, you know, it's kind of like, while I think it's good that she's reprimanded for it, I, I don't know that it necessarily, necessarily means she's a bad person. I think it's like you said, kind of this function of the way she was raised and that times are changing so quickly and that's kind of the same thing with me. I, I have to admit, I have said that's gay. And I have friends. Haley is one of them. She will she will look at me and say, Air, I think I did it once uh, in in recent history, which is upsetting to me. And she's like, Aaron. And I was like, yeah, I know. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, fuck. Um, but it's just kind of like, thankfully for me, it that that wasn't accompanied by... In my head, at least, using that that phrase was never accompanied by actually thinking of gay people, right? It was always just a phrase, like tubular or something. Like, is you know? I like, think my problem with that is it's just misplaced energy. We get outraged by people like Paula Dean or Lacey Green or mm. you know these types of people, and it just distracts from the actual people causing problems. Like, yeah, where okay. like you could be outraged, you could sit here and tweet about Lacey Green, Paula Dean, or someone like that. You know, you could, or Dave yeah. Chappelle or any of these other people who said stupid shit. That, or you could maybe go after you know. Vice President Pence, who is openly homophobic. Maybe yeah. that's where you put your energy towards, like a policymaker who is openly, openly and proudly yeah. homophobic. Or yeah. or you could be angry at a celebrity chef. Like, I, the celebrity chef that apologized, said that what she said is wrong. Can, is that, like, can we, can we move on from her now? Or no, we're going to still be angry at a fat, old, white lady... TV star where the vice president of the United States wants to open up gay camps where they send gay kids to get conversions. Yeah. Like point your energy in more useful ways. I agree. That's my problem with it. That's my, you can be angry about Paula Dean or you can go be angry at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, I I think your energy is better spent. Yeah. But then you could also make an argument that you could be angry at even better places than Chick-fil-A, you know? Um, Okay. Then do that. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, but that, that's a good point because I think the gut reaction, and, and I suffer from this too, is to be like, oh, Paula Dean. Now, obviously, I I didn't like go campaign against her or anything, but you're right. I think it should have been 24 hours worth of a news cycle, and then that was it. Okay, she apologized. We, yes, we all know this. It continues to be in, wrong to use the N word, and she apologized. Now let's move on and go go after something that matters that's a that's a good point i think that's a good lesson because i i can i'm bad at that sometimes too well i'll where i'll hone on and in on something that doesn't matter you know like you attack allies of your cause because they have on a hundred percent figured out all of the words you need them to use in the past 24 hours that there's no way that everyone could get the same memo at the same time or you could yeah you can point your energy at the people that are clearly against your message yeah, I, I mean, I think that's... I, I agree, yeah. It's freaking out at this YouTuber is not a good... It's The energy is not going to the right place. You're she's right. on your team. Like She's clearly, yeah. She's on your team. Let's fight pretty, the enemy. She's like 99% See, this is on what Republicans team. got. This is what Republicans got liberals. This is where they got us. Liberals yeah, yeah. do this shit where they do all this random infighting where Republicans have a fucking message and they do not stray. Yeah, that's like, true. 
Like there's another that story I heard on This American Life where uh, mm. a uh, Alabama or no Louisiana representative who one of her major platforms of her campaign was that Obama is born was born in Kenya. Yeah. Got in trouble because she introduced a bill to prevent realistic toy guns from being on schools. Because there was a kid who brought a realistic toy gun that the police could not tell was fake until they picked it up. Wow. And so and they she almost introduced shot, a bill. Yeah, she, the kid almost got shot in elementary school yeah. because he brought a realistic toy gun to school. She introduced a bill that would make it not allowed to have realistic toy guns at elementary schools. Yeah. And, and then she got hammered by the NRA and by the Louisiana Gun Association. And the bill didn't even make it to, like, the Louisiana House to be debated because it was just so shit on by the gun lobby. Yeah. She wasn't considered conservative enough. Yeah. Because she was against – she was for gun control. And the only thing well, she was for – like, she literally carries a gun into every legislative session. Oh, Yeah. Like, so she had she's a gun in her purse for for gun rights. She just doesn't want elementary school children to get shot because they brought a toy gun. But the left, the right is so pro gun that anything that even remotely looks like gun legislation, they are all yeah. on board. This is not okay. See, I actually think that like that doesn't go far enough. You you really should just not allow any toy thingy that even remotely like if it were painted painted black it still needs to look like a comical men in black gun and not a real firearm what about the kid in california that got suspended for three days for biting his pop tart into the shape of a gun and then shooting fake shooting his classmates wow that's do you think that's taken too far i i think i think yeah his suspension's too far and i don't know if i'd ban a pop tart bitten to look like a gun I'd say that's allowed. We're going to allow that in Aaron Roney's legislation of no toy guns that look like guns. I guess theoretically you could then paint that bitten Pop-Tart black and make it look like a gun. But I think like with the whole orange tip or whatever, if you can spray paint an orange tip to make it look less toy-like, then okay, you're not allowed to make that design anymore. You've got to choose a design that is comically not a gun for a toy. Well, you know. You know, that's that's where we are. Uh, no biting Pop-Tarts into guns in California, but you can at- literally carry a gun into schools in Louisiana. Welcome to America. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, Rob. Today is a... Uh, I mean, I'm on a roll here. Last week was a rare... Semi shout out to hyper conservative Supreme Court Justice. Uh, crap, I'm playing. <laughs> Why am I blanking on his name? Antonin Scalia. Scalia. Sorry. <laughs> that just makes me sound like an idiot. Yeah, so I was like, go Scalia in 1990. Uh, Are you going to say go Alito in 2018? Yes. Uh,. Yeah, so Samuel Alito is a fairly, I mean, I mean, he always sides with the other conservative justices. So uh, he's a conservative justice in general. Uh, one thing that I love about justices, though, that's a little bit sometimes, not always, but sometimes they're a little more principled, a little bit, a little more principled than the rest of Congress. So, Rob, what did Samuel Alito do today? 
Uh, he pretty much told the state of Pennsylvania that they have to... They, the, the Supreme Court isn't going to even hear their objection to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court's decision that they have to redraw districts by this Friday. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's the ninth. <laughs> it's in four days. Yeah, so, they, so, so the state of Pennsylvania has four days to redraw their congressional districts. Good yeah, luck, so Pennsylvania. Fucked. Yeah, good luck, Pennsylvania. Because uh, I think, so, so here, yeah, here's the chain of events. Gerrymandering is dumb as shit. It has always been dumb as shit. And I can't believe we still have it in 2018. It's gotten worse. Every year it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. So here, here's a good example. Uh, in two, whatever it was, <laughs> whatever year this was, 2016 or 2014, whatever year this happened, uh, Pennsylvania is allotted 18 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives. And 54% of votes cast on representatives were cast for Republicans. They have 18 seats. So how many seats should does it sound like they probably would have gotten? 10. Yeah, not, uh, 10, 10. 9 would be 50%. 10 would be about right. So I, all I did was I rounded 18 up to 20, and that means... Every 5% of the vote gets you about a seat. So 50 would get you 9, and 55, 54 would get you 10. Uh, well, they had 13. So not 11, not 12, 13. The equivalent Are of you sure that 54% were for Republicans? Yes. In 2016, 54%. Republicans took 13 of the 18 Pennsylvania seats after taking 54% of the vote in 2016. Hmm. So if you do that math, 13 divided by 18, that's equivalent to um, more like 72% of the people voting for a Republican candidate. Now, you might say, well, the way, you know, blah, 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 blah. So (laughs) either way, uh, the, the thing here... This is like my same stance with, uh, you know, the Electoral College, which is also a complete pile of steaming shit. Uh, I don't care who it helps. I don't care if in Washington gerrymandering helps Democrats. And I don't care if uh, Hillary Clinton had won due to the Electoral College. It's, the Electoral College is trash and gerrymandering is trash. Um, anything that causes people's votes to not be fundamentally applied to how they are represented in Congress is, in my opinion, uh, abridging their right to vote. And so that's basically what happened. Democrats in the state basically said, hey, you know, Republicans hold 72, 73% of the seats in the House, but only 54% of people voted for Republican candidates. So what's going on here? especially people who were in districts that were weirdly drawn, feel abridged. All the Democrats in those districts are like, if this district were drawn properly, I'd have a Democratic uh, House of Representatives representative. So anyway, they sued. And uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court said, yeah, this is not allowed. But the interesting thing here is that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court says they didn't say that this is federally illegal. It's state illegal. Correct. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court said 
that the state's constitution does not allow this this type of partisan gerrymandering. Well, interestingly, the Republicans in that state were like the Supreme Court, literally. They were like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court doesn't isn't allowed. <laughs> They're not allowed to uh, adjudicate on the Constitution because the Constitution is basically the like the the Congress of the state, the legislature of the state passed it or whatever. So they uh, basically asked. So the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania said you have until February 9th to redraw the districts and it has to be accepted by the governor. They didn't care that the governor was Democrat or Republican. They just said you're going to redraw them and the governor has to sign off on that redrawing. And they said, if you don't, or if you can't come to an agreement with the governor, then we'll fucking draw it. <laughs> so probably, uh, I would I would guess that the legislature is going to draw it because they're going to the try to get... Didn't the head, the Republican head legislature, wasn't going to give the Supreme Court the information they needed to redraw the district? Maybe, but they're going to just, I don't know what they're going to do, but I hope they slap the funniest shit on them. Like, just make it a fucking Veronoid. No, they're going to hold him in contempt of court and throw his ass in jail. Well, sure. They're going to fucking do. That's that's fine. But (laughs) even that, like, so, by the way, we we should link this. 538 has a really, 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 really cool graphics on what the country would be like, what different districts would be like if we chose different gerrymandering options. So what if every state gerrymandered for Democrats? What if every state gerrymandered for Republicans? What if every state um, drew the lines mathematically nicely like uh, like they should? What if every state drew them mathematically nicely but trying to somewhat respect county lines and things like that? So we should post that link. But anyway, so... The Republicans appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court and said, I know you can't. They're already in their uh, session right now. So they, they've they already chosen the cases for this uh, court session. And so they're not going to hear it anytime in the near term. But in certain cases, you can appeal to the Supreme Court to stay a decision. So that's kind of like when uh, the like the... The ban, the nine-country ban that the Trump administration had for an executive order, they basically said, can you, like states said, can you, the federal government, stay this decision because it's unconstitutional? And then there are federal justices, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, Samuel Alito is very conservative. Um, and what's cool, and this is what, this is what I like about, about him, is and conservative justices tend to be much more for states' rights. If they can defer judgment to a state on state matters, they tend to lean that direction, unless the state is in fairly flagrant violation of the Constitution. So, you know, Brown versus the board is a good one, or Lawrence versus Texas, things like that. But before, but anyway, the interesting thing is when these appeals are made by states to the federal government, or to the the U.S. Supreme Court, there's each of the nine Supreme Court justices are assigned to a set of states, and Alito is assigned to Pennsylvania. And he didn't say whether the gerrymandering was partisan, and he didn't even comment on whether the U.S. Constitution forbids or allows 
partisan gerrymandering. All he said is the Pennsylvania Supreme Court totally is allowed to adjudicate on the Pennsylvania Constitution. And if they say that the Pennsylvania Constitution makes your your redistricting illegal, then it's illegal. <laughs> like, we, the federal government, have no say over this. Um, I actually kind of disagree. I wish that we just fucking banned partisan gerrymandering everywhere and that we came up with some... I don't even care how you do it. Come up with some way <laughs> to... To, to either pass an amendment or read the Constitution such that we go, yeah, that's totally abridging people's rights to vote. It's unconstitutional to gerrymander in a partisan way. But he basically, in a slight win, he basically said, no, we're not going to stay this decision. No, I'm not even going to ask the rest of the court. Your state, Your state's Supreme Court thinks that what you did is unlawful under the state's Constitution, so I'm not going to even comment on it. So that, to me, was kind of a cool win. It doesn't necessarily mean that the Supreme Court would, would you know, strike down the ability for all states to gerrymander in some future case, but at least does mean that Samuel Alito has the, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the the good uh, swagger to say I actually do believe in states' rights. And I'm not going to randomly apply states' rights when I feel like it's good and when I, and then not apply it when it doesn't help conservatives. So he basically said, states' rights and your state Supreme Court told you it's illegal, so it's illegal, guys. Anyway, good job, Alito. Yeah, well, that's the first time that phrase has ever been said. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking smiling on the way to work. I was like, dude, Alito, good job. <laughs> uh See, they're supposed to have this in place before the primaries for the election this year, which is going to happen in Correct. April or May. Yeah. So they're going like to they're going to fuck around and not do it till then, and then it'll be the exact same districts for the 2018 election. Like this is how politics works in the United States, where nothing changes and everything's terrible. So this is a cool minute, but once April happens and they had the exact same districts, well, we remember where we live. Yeah, I'd be interested to see that. I, I, I think it would be really cool if the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court says, okay, on February 10th, they're like, here's the fucking lines we drew. We got 10 first graders to draw pretty lines, and we chose the prettiest. Deal with this. Yeah, so you've got the Supreme Court that said, here are your pretty lines, and then you've got the state representative saying, though, here are the lines. Guess which one's going to get used? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It depends. I, I, it actually depends, I would say, more on uh, the Constitution of Pennsylvania. But if there is some kind of question there, then, you know, somebody could appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court and say, you know, this was our decision. You remanded the decision. You remanded the stay back to the state and the state's highest court said to do this and said the consequences if you don't do this. And, like, whose do we choose? And I think the Supreme Court would say the courts. And they'll say that in 2019. Well, that's I, I, yeah, that's, I guess that's true. <laughs> okay, so you mean for 2018. Yeah, I think 2018 is probably not going to happen. I agree with you there. Um, but I would love it if it really was just lines drawn by a first grader because I think that would be better. <laughs> I honestly think if every state 
randomly chose lines drawn by a first grader, they would still be better off <laughs> than what we have now. I just have no <laughs> faith in the American government to fairly do elections anymore. Yeah, I agree. That's So I'd be interested to hear if anyone on Facebook thinks gerrymandering should be a thing in a partisan way. Man, I would love to hear someone argue that. Where you don't actually want the people represented by the people. That's essentially what you'd be saying, right? You want yeah. You want someone up above that knows presumably better than everyone else. But there are people who argue against the or for the electoral college, and I can't really see any positive arguments there. We live in 2018. We don't live in 1780. I just would love to hear what their their argument would be. You know, like what do you like? What what is what is it you say? What bullshit do you spew to defend that? Gerrymandering or the electoral college? Gerrymandering. Oh, okay. Like, I hear. I've heard all the arguments for the electoral college, and you know, it. Yeah. There are things that people say that do have some merit, but at least a little more than zero, but not enough. <laughs> I've never heard anyone legitimately defend gerrymandering. Like they always say, "Oh, it's not gerrymandered; it's just the way you know we're trying to represent like groups, so that they have a representative that can go and fight for their or whatever they say." Yeah, it's not gerrymandering; it's a different thing. But we're like actually yeah. coming out and saying, "Yes, we gerrymandered, and it's okay." I've never heard that. Well, I mean, I don't know if they've come up with good arguments, but the, there's like audio recordings of the Pennsylvania legislature, the guy saying like, we are doing this and it's going to enable us to win 13. And he literally says, if I could redraw it so Republicans would win 14, I'd redraw it. Or, or he says something to the effect of, uh, somebody's like, somebody says something, blah, 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 about, well, why did you choose this one? He's like, I drew it so that Republicans could could win 13 seats. And the only reason I drew it so Republicans could win 13 seats is because I don't think I can draw it for Republicans to win 14 seats. Like, the guy literally fucking said that. So whether he had a good argument for why that should be a thing in our country or not, he, like, did, there was not even a question that they... Like, before, it used to... It at least used to be hand-waved. Oh, no, we we tried. We tried to make it fair. Tell like, me, explain to me how that isn't just like unconstitutional corruption. I mean, it, it is in my opinion, but I don't know because it just because most states just allow their legislature to draw the the districts. Uh, it's just always been where the party with control, and, and you know, to be honest, I think any time if Democrats do that, which I, I know they do. Those Democrats are asshats. They need to spend their time in the legislature trying to write bills or amend their state constitution to not allow gerrymandering rather than spend it gerrymandering for Democrats, right? Personally. Because <laughs> sure, I, I, I want democratic policies uh, in general, but I, I don't think it's worth abridging people's right to vote for representatives that actually represent them. Well, it's too bad we don't live in that country. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if uh, someone has some good arguments for partisan gerrymandering, please uh, feel free to start a threaded Facebook. I'd love to hear hear your thoughts. 
My favorite electoral college argument is, well, that's what they wrote down that one time 250 years ago. And if that's your argument for why partisan gerrymandering is good, because that's the way it's always been, then I'm going to laugh at you. Yeah. Because I also think it's a bad argument for electoral college. (laughs) I'm pretty much a fan of rewriting the the whole shebang, but that is more of a minority opinion, I feel like. I agree. I wouldn't. I mean, there's certain things that could be tweaked, but I think that's that. That's one of the things that. Uh, it, I mean, I feel like liberals are okay with it, but conservatives are fundamentally opposed to anything other than a hyper, fairly hyper, hyperly strict reading of the Constitution. No, they're not for that. What are you talking about? Huh? They're not for that. They're for a hyper strict reading of the Constitution when it suits their need, and a super not. Strict reading of the Constitution when it suits that need. They will read the Constitution however it wants to fit their arguments. Sure, but I, I think that in they would claim that their reading is a reading of the actual language. Obviously it's not. Have you read the Second Amendment? It is not about individuals' rights to own guns. They're I obviously I not for that. <laughs> so... Uh, Sure, I agree. But in terms of extending or implying powers, conservatives tend to be very much against that. Unless Does that make sense? They're applying those powers to things that they want. Sorry, let me rephrase. Um, I'm not saying that I agree with them, them when they say they are the strict scrutiny processors of the U.S. Constitution. But they would say they are, right? Whereas liberals openly say, I think that our government is designed to be adaptable. Like, the framers did not envision us in any way still having and still, like, using the Second Amendment in the way it's used, uh, you know, or... I think I disagree with that, too. I think that they wrote the United States Constitution to be very difficult to change. I mean, have you read the rules of changing it? I think they meant for this document to be extremely hard to change, but I think they had just been through two such documents in, what, 15 years? That they probably assumed that there'd be more such documents down the road and there wouldn't just be one document forever. Like, they tried with the Articles of Confederation. Eh, It wasn't exactly what they needed, so they decided, well, we'll rewrite the whole thing, and this will probably not be quite what we need, so we'll rewrite it again in 15 years when we figure out what we have. (laughs) That's an interesting... I I might have to do more research. I I would admit that I'm somewhat lacking on whether I actually have quotes from the framers on whether they think it should be more adaptable or not. Whether it should be amended, I think, yes, they made it hard. But I think that, like, very early on, they specifically allowed massive, uh, you know, change. Okay, so, like, the judicial branch, for example. The Supreme Court said, oh, by the way, we can strike down any law. And, uh, no, I mean, a, a few people freaked out, but that's what happened. And that was within the first 20 years. Right? 15 or 20 years. So, I mean, there was... And, you know, uh, a central bank was not anywhere in the Constitution. And within, what, 10 years, 
the United States had a central federal the, bank. You have to understand that in those first years after the Constitution was written, it's just a piece of paper to them. It's not what it means to us, right? That's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. I'm saying not, not that they didn't view that it should be changed, but that they they knew that they were immediately adapting it. it just this piece of paper to them, right? It wasn't this like legendary thing. And I've always said that. I, I've always said I think the Constitution is pretty good. It was great for the time. But I think even the framers would say, and this is what I more mean. That was it great for the time? Because it was pretty quick that they go ahead and changed it ten times. Pretty fast. That's what I'm saying. Well, so yes and no. That was more because people were still hot off the press of a tyrannical uh, <laughs> You right, know, but the original writing of the Constitution didn't include those ten things. Correct, and and I agree. But I'm so. What I'm saying is, it sufficed for the time. It may have even been great, even if we say it was great for the time. I think that the number one thing almost any of them would have said is that obviously, humanity is going to be different in 250 years. Right, they they may not have maybe designed it to be amended all the time, but that like Congress and the judicial branch and the executive branch would be very fluid in you know interpreting the document to be what's best for the society of two hundred fifty years from now from now, not the society of seventeen seventy six or seventeen eighty what was it eighty one. It also stands to reason that like. Technology has changed more in the past 250 years than the rest of human civilization combined. So I think if you were to bring one of the founders to modern day and show them how today is different than when they wrote the document and we said we were still using it, they would laugh. I agree. You guys haven't – you guys haven't gotten rid of this thing? (laughs) I agree. And and maybe not even – you know, they wouldn't laugh. They would laugh that like we still – nitpick words and that you know if we were like oh yeah we we use it and it's great but like we we've adapted a bunch of shit now and like you know (laughs) but there are conservatives who say that they would laugh because it's not followed to the t and if we had just followed it to the t society would be perfect you know what did they say about internet privacy in the constitution what did they say about Telephones. What did they say about automatic driving cars? What did they say about automatic weaponry? Yeah, well, that's why, as a liberal, that's why, as a liberal, I think that they would laugh. But there are legitimately people who are like the Thomas Jefferson would be rolling in his grave if we allowed such and such. And it's like this is modern, the modern era. This is not seventeen eighty eighty nine, right? Uh, So. That, that's all I'm saying, that they conservatives would say that they are more strict constructionists and they would they tend to claim that they are following the Constitution to the T more so than liberals, where liberals very readily admit the U.S. Constitution should be a, quote, living document, unquote. And we, we should be exactly like you say. It should be the basis, but we should have been far past it by this point in, you know, adapting it to our present-day society. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that 
it's ridiculous that we're still using anything from a document written in a time period before electricity, essentially. Um, I, I can see your point. I just um, just burn it and start over because we need we we need there should be some things that aren't case law. There should just be law. I agree. Um, one of the worries for me, though, is that we still have people. And, uh, like, I, I, I'm legitimately worried that if we had gone through the rewriting exercise in 1994, there would be a fucking thing that says marriage is between a man and a woman. And at yeah. the time, more And then people... you would rewrite it again in 2014. And yeah, then you'd okay. rewrite it again in 2040. Yeah, like, okay, so... Fucking it, shit it, changes and the law's gotta come with it. Yeah, okay, I agree. And in, in, in that case, I would say I think the U.S. Constitution should be what it is, but with changes, right? Like, and maybe it still technically has a few words from the original, but it's largely been adapted every 10 or 15 years based on humanity. About your, your 1994 worry about between a man and a woman, I would remind you that written in the Constitution of the United States of America is that oh. a black person is three-fifths of a person. What they did is they crossed yeah. it out. Which yeah, yeah. would be a similar situation where you would cross out that marriage between a man and a woman. Like, you would just... Because, you know, three-fifths of a person, we long ago decided was probably not the right proportion of a person that a black person is. So, uh, I, we probably shouldn't get into it, but I, I think the three-fifths compromise is so fascinating. Because I've literally had people argue with me that... um it was the South who wanted slaves to be worth three-fifths of a person because they didn't think they were whole people. And it's literally the exact opposite. It's that the, <laughs> the North, unfortunately, actually was pushing for slaves to be worth less in voting. Now, their... their thought process there was we want the north to have more power and therefore get rid of slavery eventually at least that's kind of what some of hamilton's writings would have said that the reason they pushed that is because then the south would have more power in congress based off of slaves you know but it was definitely the north like the south would have wanted slaves to be worth a whole and the north would have wanted wanted worth zero if they could have chosen themselves which is Really fascinating to me. And again, yeah, that's a really good argument for why the Constitution is, you know, it's got a few good things, but it's got a fuck ton of terrible things, too. The thing that you would argue there, though, is that a slave's vote would be them getting to vote if they were worth a whole vote. Correct. But they don't. Doubt yeah, they that, would that, have gotten a vote for who they wanted. Well, that so that's the other thing is that they didn't – that's the other reason why the North was was – pushing for zero because they were saying, well, you're not letting them vote, so they're not worth one vote, right? Whereas uh, the the South said, well, they're, they're in our state and we want that population number to be used as our, you know, number that goes to Congress for representatives or whatever. Right. Um, so, but yeah, but they still didn't get to vote. I think if they got to vote, then the North would have said, yeah, sure, they should be worth one. If they got to right. vote for who they wanted to vote for. If they, if they got to vote for who they wanted to vote for rather than just be a mathematical calculation in how many representatives the state gets in the federal legislature, 
you know, the North would have wanted them. Yes, give them votes and and. In general, there are obviously still racists and, and slave owners who were part of the North, but at the time, the North was more anti-slavery, however much that would have been, than the South, obviously. It's that time, everybody. It's time to call it a, call it a week. Um, you like how short one. that one was? Yeah, yeah it's going to be super <laughs> short app. Um, <laughs> so glad that we are going to not have to edit for an entire night this week. Yay. <laughs> um, also a super funny episode too. So that's also good. People, really I like, agree. People really like our I brand agree. of comedy. <laughs> I've been told by many. <laughs> They're going to love the Pokemon Go statistics conversation. I loved uh, it. Talking about you know politically correct language in a serious way, I loved it. And then Supreme Court decisions, like it was just hilarious. <laughs> anyway, uh, hit us up on Facebook, especially if you want to talk about political correctness or uh, Samuel Alito or Pokemon Go or gerrymandering or statistics. I guess, or just like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Rate rate the podcast. I thought you said rape the podcast, and I was <laughs> like, don't. No. Rate, with a T. Rate the podcast, and uh, hit us up on Facebook. You got anything else, Rob? No, I got nothing, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs>